Welcome to Strategy for Creatives, business minus the bullshit. Whether you're new in business or find yourself in a season of change, get ready to build a strategy, create an action plan, and crush those goals. I'm Sasha, host of Strategy for Creatives, and I help female-led businesses grow their brands in authentic, measurable, and meaningful ways without the stress. There's no sugar coating here. I'm serving up real tips and actionable steps you can take to help get you organized, get off the path to burnout, and grow your brand like a boss. So go ahead, pull up a chair, grab a notepad, and let's talk business. Welcome to the very first episode of Strategy for Creatives, business minus the bullshit. I, of course, am your host, Sasha, and I'm so excited that you guys decided to join me today. I just wanted to start off the podcast with a little bit of background about me and my goals for this show. So like I said, my name is Sasha and I'm a business strategist. I went to undergrad for a degree in business management and then I actually went to grad school for my master's in public administration in human resources. So as my formal education goes, I definitely have all of the business know-how, which I think has always made me a little bit different as a creative. As far as my business pursuits go, I've had a business since 2010. Originally, it was Creations by Sasha. Now it's simply just by Sasha. And my business really started with me just wanting to be a creative. I actually had a business in scrapbooking. And I know that's probably way out there. Not a lot of people even do scrapbooking anymore. But the thought came to my mind that we have all of these pictures digitally and no way to look at them. No one has photo albums anymore, right? And so I wanted to create scrapbooks for people so that way they could see their pictures again. And it wasn't so much just putting it into a photo album, but it would tell a story. Of course, now there's tons of apps that do that for you. You can upload pictures and get books printed, sent right to you. And so the business changed. I moved into the stationary and event styling world. I loved doing stationery. I used to have a lot of parties and a lot of get togethers. And so I would always design my own invitations and any of the stationary paper goods for the events that turned into event styling as well, where I got really big into doing especially social events, not so much weddings, but I would do social events, doing all of the paper goods, the decor, balloons, all of that good stuff. I would work in tandem with planners and just help people get events that were beautiful because I love doing that. That all changed when my son was born. So he was born in 2017. And prior to him being born in 2016, I actually had the best year in my business ever as far as stationery was concerned. I was doing really good in the wedding stationery industry. And so I actually took a step back from doing um, event styling because physically I just wasn't able to when I was pregnant. And so when I took time off to have my son and decided to come back into stationary, it was really hard for me because I just didn't have the time between working a full-time job, now being a mom, being a wife, and then of course having my business. I didn't have the time to devote to bridal clients anymore or to couples and their weddings anymore. And so that's when I made the transition to do um, essentially a lifestyle brand and then selling products, which I really, really loved. I sold mugs um, and shirts and apparel and notepads. And I still sell some of these things today. But again, um, COVID happened. So, you know, life changing COVID happens. And I realized that my 
business was being pulled in another direction. And that was with strategy. I started meeting a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of female entrepreneurs through this networking group that I was in, District Bliss. And if you are looking for a networking group, I highly, highly recommend District Bliss. They're amazing. I've met some amazing women and some amazing businesses and business partners, everything through District Bliss. I highly recommend them. But I started meeting these women and I started realizing that the fact that I was a creative and that I had this business background was actually unique in the creative industry. A lot of creatives are by nature a little bit all over the place, right? They love to create, they can conceptualize, they have so many good ideas. But when it comes to actually putting those things into practice, it's hard. It can be hard to take the things and the ideas in our head and actually turn them into reality. And I realized that that's what I was good at. And so I transitioned my business yet again to just simply buy Sasha and started being a business strategist. And so that is what I do now. I love it so much. I'm able to help so many women turn their passions into sustainable businesses. I'm, I'm able to help them grow and to do it without stress because that is the number one mantra on this part. So get familiar with this part in the show. I will tell you, and you'll hear this probably throughout lots of episodes, I do not do stress. We don't do stress in this part. So I'm fully an advocate for planning, for strategizing, and for making action plans. I am very much a type A personality, and so I thrive off of organization, and I have to because I play so many different roles, and I don't like stress. So I will do everything possible to make my life so much easier, and we'll talk way more about that, I'm sure, in upcoming episodes But that's just a little bit about me and my background. So that way you can kind of figure out who I am and what this show is going to be about. I actually wanted to start this show and do this first episode about having what I call a CEO day and why it's so important to be the CEO in your business. So in my business strategist sessions and working with clients, I have realized that there are so many people who do not know or who have trouble working on their business and not strictly in their business. And it's a very small distinction, but it actually can change the way that we function and the way that we grow our businesses. So what does working in your business mean? Working in your business means that you're doing all of those things that are more income generating somewhat, right? They're all of those things that we do to serve clients, to market. There are things like writing blog posts, scheduling your marketing emails, invoicing clients, answering emails. Those are the day-to-day tasks of working in your business. And it's what keeps our business going. Of course, we have to do those things in order for our business to function. If we're not writing blog posts, if we're not invoicing clients, if we're not answering emails, We're not running a business. We're not having good customer service and we're not getting paid. So of course we have to do the things that work, that mean working in our business. 
But we also have to do the things like working on our business and working on our business is that strategic look. It's the strategic taking of looking at things in our business, what's working, what's not working, making plans and doing things that are going to push our business forward. Working on our business means things like goal setting and action planning. And when I say goal setting, and I'm going to do a whole episode on goal setting, but I mean setting realistic goals that go in tandem with action planning. That means setting goals and then having a plan to achieve those goals, making those goals measurable, and then having a plan on when these goals are going to happen. It means automating processes. Working on your business means that you are taking the time to look at your operating procedures and looking at your processes and how you can automate them and make them easier. Because one of the things I've learned from being in business for myself is we don't have time. We do not have all of the time in the world in order to make our business function the way that we want to unless things are automated or unless you are outsourcing. Automating allows us to work outside of our business or to have a life outside of our business and still keep the business itself flowing. So by working on your business, you're looking at your processes and you're doing things like figuring out where you can automate or where you can create templates and how you can really push your business forward without you having to be sitting in front of a computer 24-7. I mentioned it briefly, but working on your business also means outsourcing. Part of being a CEO means that you have people who work for you or under you. And so outsourcing tasks and really figuring out where in your business you need help is a huge part of being the CEO of your business. And outsourcing is a scary word. I, again, I'm going to do a whole episode on this, but outsourcing doesn't have to be scary. There are plenty of creatives out there who are amazing at what they do. And being a good CEO of your business means learning how to discern what you are good at, what you don't like doing, and what would be better served being done by someone else. We don't have to do everything in our business. Sometimes we don't even have to know everything our business. It's okay to learn the overall big picture stuff, but I'm not telling you to go out there and be an accountant. That's not realistic if you're not an accountant by trade. Instead, hire a bookkeeper and it'll help you be on track with your financials and they'll help you give you the information that you need to run your business well. Working on your business also includes things like continuous learning. We often don't think of continuously learning when we're in our business. It's always somewhat piecemeal about us taking the the things that we know and maybe what we need to grow a little bit on and signing up for a workshop or signing up for a class. But being strategic about what we're learning and creating learning plans actually are really helpful when you're running your own business. If you write down where you want to expand your skills in. Maybe your industry is changing. Maybe there's a new product coming out. Maybe if you're on social media, reels, of course, are the new big thing right now. And you don't know what to do with that. So maybe it's about taking a reels class. Maybe it's about taking a workshop on entrepreneurship and leadership because you know you want to start bringing people on board. Maybe it's about, you know, taking that next design level class. Maybe it's as simple as going to a conference for networking with other creative women in your industry and meeting and making those connections. All of that is continuous learning that should be happening in our business. And we want to do those things 
at least on a quarterly basis or at least assessing on a quarterly basis where we need to be, you know, having that continuous learning, where we should be automating our processes, where we need to outsource tasks, where and how we're setting our goals and and making action plans. So when I first started my business, I spent a majority of my time working in my business. I think a lot of creatives do that. I think a lot of business owners do that. You get bogged down in the day-to-day task of all of the things you have to do in order to work in your business and do the main function of your business. But it's really hard to grow that way. So I had to start working on it. It's hard to take yourself out of the everyday picture and worry about if your business is going to keep going. But at the very least, I have found that having weekly CEO days gives me time to work on that big picture plan. It gives me the time and the space that I need to check in with my goals, to look at my financials and really assess what my business is doing well and what I need to do to keep it moving forward. So during CEO days, what does that look like? Well, for me, it means I check in on my business goals. I actually have a monthly mind map that I do. And there's a mind map journal if you're interested on the website as well. But I have a mind map that I do monthly of all of my goals. And I keep it right on my um, cork board that sits behind my desk. So it's always front and center. I can literally turn around and look at it and figure out where I am with my goals for the month. So I spend a CEO day and I'm checking in on those goals. What do I need to do in order to push a goal forward? For example, if I know that I want to book three pick my brain sessions, what does that look like? Have I done the marketing for it? Have I been promoing it in my email list and on social media? Have I been letting all of my my contacts know that I have these spaces open for pick my brain? If not, then now I know I need to start pushing those sessions forward and doing those things so that way I can make that goal more achievable. It also means creating action plans. And that's literally what I've kind of just went into by looking at my goals and assessing where I am and what I need to complete those goals I can now create a plan on how that goal can get accomplished whether if that means I'm gonna send emails you know twice a week have I worked on the emails for the month have I created my content calendar for the month If not, then I need to create that action plan so I can actually do that. That means setting time aside in my planner so I can actually do those things. So I'm creating action plans for the things that I want to achieve in my business. It can also mean things like creating action plans if I know I have a launch coming up. So when I first got into products and was selling products mainly on my business, I knew that in order to actually promote it well, I had to have a launch plan. And a lot of us creatives think that we can just put something out there and people will want to buy it. But that's actually not true. We have to create launches around the things that we're doing, whether it's products or services, to help generate that interest and to get people talking about it. So CEO days can mean creating launch plans, working on the emails that have to go with the marketing for your launch plan, working on all of the behind the scenes and the timelines that goes into that launch plan. A big thing that I also do on my CEO days is reviewing all of my financial goals. So on a monthly basis, I look at my bookkeeping. I reconcile my income and my expenses. I see 
what I've been spending money on and what my biggest income drivers are. And that's really important to do because in order to really understand your business, you have to understand your financial piece of your business. If you don't know where money's coming and going, you don't know enough about your business. And so it's important to review those things. And that's something that you can do on a CEO day. I also schedule things like Zoom calls or one-on-ones or lunches with other business besties as I like to call them because having someone to bounce those ideas off of and another business person where you can talk business and they understand the lingo and they understand what your motivations are, what you're trying to achieve. It's a great way to spend a CEO day because it's literally two women coming together, talking business, creating plans and sparking ideas because there are other people in business who are doing things that may be working for them that you've never thought of and that can help push your business forward if you just have a conversation they might be able to give you an idea about a completely different way of doing something in your business that you've never thought of before. And so having those conversations counts as working on your business because you're helping spark and looking at that big picture of ways you can grow your business and moving forward. And then of course, like I've been saying, having CEO days means working in workshops, investing in workshops, taking training, going to networking events, that continuous learning that's going to help you stay on trend in your business, stay pushing your business forward, coming up with new ideas that your clients might like or new uh, new services or new products that your clients really might want to purchase from you because you're spending that time learning the skills necessary in order to keep growing. So CEO days are super important. Being the CEO of your business is so important because you have to get out of the day-to-day managing of your business and spend time investing and working on the things that are going to grow your business. I want to have a challenge for each of these episodes. And so this challenge today will be to really start scheduling at least once a week a CEO day in your business. What does that look like for you? Set aside time to do those activities that are really strategically working on your business. It's okay not to be available to your clients 24-7. It's okay if you take a day off to not answer the emails, to not do client work, or even if it's just a morning, even if you just spend the morning hours doing some CEO activities where you're looking at those big picture things in your business and working on those big picture things in your business, that's okay too. It's okay. It doesn't have to be a whole day. So really, I want you to set aside at least a couple of hours at minimum, or if you can swing it a very least one day a week, each week now, I'm saying each week, where you can do those big picture activities, where you can do the things that are going to help you grow your business. Being strategic in your business, creating action plans, pushing your business forward without stress, It all comes from planning. But in order to do proper planning, we have to understand our business. If we don't understand what our business is doing, what our processes are, how we're making money, what we're spending money on, and if we're not keeping up on the things that are going to push our business forward, 
like education or networking, then we're doing ourselves a disservice by not focusing on those things. And we're actually going to hurt moving our business forward. We're not going to be able to grow as quickly. It's going to be harder to push ourselves and our business to new things because you're just essentially on that hamster wheel. You're going to keep working and working and working. And yes, you'll have happy clients. Yes, you'll do income generating things, but you're not getting off the wheel. You're spinning on a wheel that isn't moving anywhere. And so the goal is every once in a while to just move a little bit further on that wheel to create a track where that wheel can actually spin on. And so that you're continually pushing your business forward and not staying stagnant. So hopefully you'll take some time and create a CEO day in your business and do those things that are going to help push you and help your business grow. Are you ready to up-level your business? Join the five-day Be Your Own CEO Challenge. All the details are available on the website at www.buy-sasha.com. If you like what you heard, make sure you rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And of course, follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. Want to follow me on social? I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Strategy by Sasha. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday for more business tips.